You are listening to Alter Echo, a scripture and message podcast with pastors Andy Smith and Kim Kylo of St. John's Lutheran Church, ELCA, Lakeville, Minnesota. Thanks for joining us and worshiping with us. Welcome back to the Alter Echo Sermon Podcast for St. John's Lutheran Church in Lakeville. I'm just sitting here in my office on um, what I think was the first day of morning frost and what a sight to behold. It's also MEA weekend as this is the sermon for Sunday, October 24th. So if you are a family with kids in school, I hope that you are having a great MEA break. Um, Probably a much needed and deserved break for your kids and for all of us from uh, the routines of school life this fall in particular. And if you're not a family with kids at home right now, uh, I pray that This time will be a blessing for you as well, especially as we um, get a little deeper into fall and closer to the months of winter. So the focus reading for today uh, comes from the book of Genesis. um, And in The Road We Make by Walking by Brian McLaren, there is quite a lot of Genesis reading included, but I'm going to read for you uh, about, about half of it. So the part that you'll hear me read is Genesis 18, verses 9 through 33, which reads, The guests, no, I should qualify this before I read. Sorry about that. Um, So this passage begins um, with Abraham and Sarah um, after they've been promised the multitude of generations and um, are waiting for Sarah to become pregnant for the first time. Um, And the visitors, the angels of the Lord, are at Abraham and Sarah's tent, and they're speaking with Abraham. So, just a little context. Now we begin at verse 9. The visitors said to Abraham, Where is your wife Sarah? He said, She is there in the tent. Then one guest said, I will surely return to you in due season, and your wife Sarah will have a son. And Sarah was listening at the entrance behind Abraham. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in age, and it had ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. So Sarah laughed and said to herself, After I have grown old and my husband is old, shall I have pleasure? The Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Shall I indeed bear a child now that I am old? Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? At that time, I will return to you in due season, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. And he said, oh, yes, you did laugh. Then the men set out from there, and they looked toward Sodom, and Abraham went with them to set them on their way. The Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am about to do, seeing that Abraham shall become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him? No, for I have chosen him, that he may charge his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing righteousness and justice, so that the Lord may bring about for Abraham what he has promised him. Then the Lord said, How great is the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah, and how very grave their sin. I must go down and see whether they have done all together according to the outcry that has come to me. And if not, I will know. 
So the men turned from there and went towards Sodom, while Abraham remained standing before the Lord. Then Abraham came near and said, Will you indeed sweep away the righteous with the wicked? Suppose there are fifty righteous within this city. Will you then sweep away the place and not forgive it for the fifty righteous who are in it? Far be it from you, God, to do such a thing, to slay the righteous with the wicked, so that the righteous fare as the wicked. Far be it from you. Shall not the judge of all the earth do what is just? And the Lord said to Abraham, If I find at Sodom fifty righteous in the city, I will forgive the whole place for their sake. Abraham answered, Let me take it upon myself to speak to the Lord, I who am but dust and ashes. Suppose five of the fifty righteous are lacking. Will you destroy the whole city for the lack of five? And he said, I will not destroy it if I find forty-five there. Again, Abraham spoke to God, Suppose forty are found there. And God answered, For the sake of forty, I will not do it. Then Abraham said, Oh, do not let the Lord be angry if I speak. Suppose thirty are found there. And God answered, I will not do it if I find thirty there. He said, Let me take it upon myself to speak to the Lord. Suppose twenty are found there. God answered, For the sake of twenty, I will not destroy it. Then he said, Oh, do not let the Lord be angry if I speak just once more. Suppose ten are found there. God answered, For the sake of ten, I will not destroy it. And the Lord went his way when he had finished speaking to Abraham, and Abraham returned to his place. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, the other part that I mentioned to you that I'm not going to read um, for you in this podcast is Genesis chapter 22, verses 1 through 14, which is the story of the near sacrifice of Isaac. So if you'd like to um, continue your Bible reading in that way, you can open your Bible to Genesis 22, verses 1 through 14. Oh, goodness. There is a lot in these stories. But people of God, hear the good news. In Brian McLaren's book, We Make the Road by Walking, he opens this week's chapter with these words. Have you ever felt that it was too late? That things were so awful they could never get better? That you failed so horribly and so often that you could never, ever recover? That the situation was too far gone ever to be salvageable? End quote. Does that ring true for you? Does it strike a chord? Have you, ever, have you ever felt that it was too late for you? Too late for something in your life that needed to turn around? Maybe you've had a family member with a terminal illness, or you received a life-changing, life-altering diagnosis of some kind. Did you fear it was too late? Or maybe you found yourself stuck in a job that felt like it was going nowhere or that you were not pursuing a career you found meaningful. Did it seem as though it was too late for you? Perhaps you found yourself 
wondering if it was possible to salvage a relationship, a relationship that perhaps started out with a lot of beauty, but for any number of reasons, and probably a lot of reasons, somehow became toxic and painful? Has it seemed too late for you or someone else for the hope of recovery when addiction has been really, really strong and tough, as it always seems to be? Or perhaps right in this time, you're feeling like, oh my gosh, we're about to embark on what they are calling a fifth wave of the pandemic. Does it seem too late, too far gone, beyond hope to really turn this thing around and get to a place where we can really move past the pandemic? Or maybe just to put it a bit more simply, does it feel too late for some hopes or dreams that you've nurtured in your life? Something that you've held in your heart for perhaps years or even decades, but you've had so many disappointments along the way that it almost just feels painful to continue to hope that those hopes and dreams will come true in some form or any form. I imagine that's how Abraham and Sarah felt all throughout these stories we heard today. I can only imagine that for Sarah and for Abraham, after hearing around the age of 75 that they would become the parents of great nations and they too would have descendants that that had to start with a baby, that they felt too old, that it was too late for them. And what's more then, when we fast forward to our story that we actually heard today with the strangers visiting at the tent and they proclaimed that in due season, Sarah would in fact have this baby that they've been awaiting. 25 years later, 25 years after hearing that promise from God of descendants and a multitude, how could it not have seemed too late, too wonderful, too impossible that this thing would still possibly ever happen? No wonder Sarah laughed. And then we hear from, uh, uh, as we continue this kind of discourse between Abraham and God, um, when God says that God is about to inflict something on Sodom and Gomorrah for their many, many sins, Abraham tries to kind of push back, bargain or question God and say, well, really, how many righteous folks will it take God for you to change your mind? Is it too late for Sodom and Gomorrah? Is it too late for the righteous who are living there? Is it too late because their neighbors made poor choices and now have condemned the bunch? Is it too wonderful for God to relent from a punishment that God has already set God's mind on? I wonder if Abraham feared it was too late as he called upon God to be just, as God had promised to do. And then, of course, we fast forward in Abraham and Sarah's story to once their son Isaac is born, Abraham and Isaac find themselves um, up on a mountain, building an altar and wood with wood and flame, and Abraham is about to sacrifice his son Isaac kill his only son because 
this is who God was expected to be in the ancient world. The kind of God that was full of vengeance and hatred and demanded human blood as a sacrifice. You know, McLaren talks about this in this chapter this week, that it actually was not unheard of. It was not uncommon in the ancient world, in Abraham and Sarah's day, for a parent and child to go up a mountain together for the purpose of child sacrifice. That wasn't uncommon. But what was uncommon was for the child to come down the mountain alive with their parent. Was it too late as Abraham stood holding a knife over his son who was bound to the altar that he had prepared for the Lord? In all these stories, we see something troubling and also far too wonderful for us that it's never too late for God to do the right and just and amazing thing. It's never too late, which means that you're not too old to fulfill this dream that you may have. You're never too far gone for God to turn things around for you. You are never a lost cause in the sight of a God who can make a woman pregnant at the age of 100 and who will forgive a city of its sins for the sake of 10, maybe fewer, righteous people. It's never too late for God to show us that God does not demand human blood, that God is not full of vengeance. It's never too late for God to show us that God is good because we need to be reminded that God is good from time to time. Now, that doesn't mean that the time in between isn't really incredibly difficult. Knowing that God is good and that it's never too late does not negate the ache that Sarah must have felt in her empty womb awaiting this baby that she had been promised but just did not ever seem to come. The goodness of God in which we hope and trust does not negate Abraham's trembling hand as he stood above his child holding a knife prepared to do the unthinkable. The goodness of God in which we wait does not negate that Isaac must have been a mix of fear and terror and sadness as he watched his father raise a knife above him. How in the world are we to await God's goodness without the ache of the disappointment, without the terror of the what-ifs, without wondering and even despairing to see if or when God will ever come through on the goodness in which we have come to hope that our God will do for us. Dear friends in Christ, the wonder of God's surprising goodness does not negate the agony of waiting. The wonder of God's surprising goodness does not take away the terror that we may feel in the unknown. 
it is as though for many of us, these fears, this sorrow, is what it must be like to live on Holy Saturday for the disciples who watched Jesus be crucified and die. But before Easter, when they did not know what tomorrow would bring, when they did not know that Jesus would, in fact, raise from the dead. This is the life that we live. I think most days, more often than not, is the fear that it is too late. But when God fulfills the promise, when God intervenes, even if it's at the last minute, when God forgives us, instead of giving us some sort of punishment that we probably deserve, when God mends the relationships, when God makes a way where there has been no way, isn't it just terribly joyful to discover that you have underestimated just how good and wonderful God is? I don't know about you, but if I were Sarah, on the moment that my son was born, finally, after decades of waiting, that if I were Abraham, after God called out from, an, uh, from the mountain and told Abraham not to sacrifice Isaac, and finally was able to lower my hand, I would never, ever have been so happy to be proven wrong. Being wrong is not something that many of us particularly enjoy <laughs> or cherish. But what if being wrong about how good God is, about the depth and the extent that God's goodness reaches for us, what if that means we have the wonderful delight of being proven wrong about our God who loves us, who is gracious and merciful slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Let us, brothers and sisters in Christ, go forth as people of faith, for whom it is not too late, as people of faith who are never too far beyond God's grace and goodness, trusting that our God can surprise us at any time, <laughs> at any time with a new way of goodness for us, with a new wonder at the mercies of God. Whatever feels too late to you today, may you bring it and turn it over to our God, trusting that in whatever way God will choose to do it, God will make something wonderful possible. In the mercy Almighty God and Jesus Christ our Lord, we give thanks and praise today. Amen. And now God's word is alive in us again anew. And we get the blessing of being called to let it echo through us out into the world in which we live. Everyone, if you wish to give your offering now to support things like this podcast and the work and ministry of St. John's Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, I invite you to do that. Please go to our website at sjlcl.org. 
I'll repeat it, sjlcl.org. And up in the right-hand corner, you'll see a little button named Donate. Hit that button, and you can give your offering to God and for the work of God in the world through this church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Thank you in advance for the gifts and the offerings that you give. And now as we go on our way, we are sent with the blessing of peace, the benediction. Dear friends, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, till we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. God loves you, everyone. God be with you until next week.